0: Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. And I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm thinking about how many times our guest today has helped me come up with certain phrases and how much she embodies exactly what I just rattled off. Jocelyn Kuhn is an incredible woman and leader and gifted guide and so many other things that you're going to get to know about today but she's also one of my best friends and it's such a joy to bring her back on the show and seriously like the moment that we sat down to record I was thinking to myself why have we waited five years for this <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen again and that means she was on the show about five years ago actually almost five and a half um, Fire and Soul came out on June 11 2018 and in August uh, Jocelyn was one of my newest guests it was such a joy to have her then and and to catch up on her journey and to have witnessed it um, up close and personal and just to see, ah, yeah, where she is going and how she was leading. And it's just, it's a very expansive Deeply meaningful and fulfilling conversation all around creating, connecting, and cultivating true community. And Jocelyn's going to share why that's so strong on her heart and how that truly is in her opinion. She may not have said it this exact way, but the antidote for so much separation and or loneliness or isolation uh, happening in the world. And you may be experiencing some of that too. So she has some beautiful remedies, some medicine to serve here today for sure. This feels really special and quite sacred to get to share one of my dearest friends with you who also has been one of the strongest supporters and allies and advocates, not only for me in my business life, but me on a personal level. And and, uh, she totally sees me. And that is such a gift to be known in that way by someone who can. And uh, I do my best to see her as well. And I just want to honor her completely. So I'm going to, I'm going to share her bio in a moment, but I'm also going to encourage you to stay to the end. The conversation gets even juicier. Uh, You know how that goes at the end. And, um, and then please do connect with her, which means also me (laughs) in one way or another, um, as you feel called. And I will leave all those links to do so in the show notes. Jocelyn Kuhn lives and breathes personal transformation. At her core, she's driven by a deep passion for helping others change their lives for the better. It's those moments of revelation, the light bulb instances that fuel her every day. When she sees someone realize a truth or a new way of being that they could never they can never unsee, that's where she finds her true calling. Her work, whether it's through her book, Thriving Through Transitions, her role at the Canfield Training Group, yes, Jack Canfield, or her own brand, Your Best Life Daily, is more than just a job. It's a reflection of her obsession with understanding what drives people. Jocelyn is constantly exploring how we can all contribute to a more joyful and fulfilling world. This isn't just about strategies and theories for Jocelyn, it's about real, tangible, Change. She's committed to digging deep, uncovering the motivations and aspirations that lie at the heart of human behavior. Her approach is personal, heartfelt, and deeply empathetic, making her not just a guide but a companion on the journey toward a more joyful life. For Jocelyn, every step toward personal growth in others is a step toward a collectively brighter future. Hmm. What a thrill, what an honor to get to share this woman's radiant heart with you. So, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation between me and one of my very best friends, Jocelyn Kuhn, in creating, connecting, and cultivating true community. Jocelyn Kuhn, one of my besties, welcome back to Fire and Soul. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's like if this is what we have to do to figure out how to spend more time together, then so be it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we need to get some other fun trips on the books. But no, but we've had some good ones lately, and I'm so grateful for that. We're going to talk about all the things. It's
0: not every day that I get to bring on a really close girlfriend who's been with me since the beginning of before the podcast even arrived onto the scene, was in my very first mastermind and all that. And you've been a pivotal most magical, important soul in my life for so much of my business and my personal growth and expansion. And so I want to share about that in a moment, but I mentioned this as a revisit. You were on the podcast. I think you were my ninth guest way back in 2018. It was August, August uh, 20th, and we were talking about your brand new book, Thriving Through Transitions, and boy, have you had some transitions <laughs> since. They say what you birth, births you. So I want to go back even a little further, but I had to honor that real quickly, but let's just take it back. Just bring my listeners up to date. We'll link to our first conversation in the show notes for anyone who would like to go back and hear the goods way back. Um, But yeah, anything that you feel like sharing about your journey that's brought you to, to this moment.
1: Well, it's funny that you say what what you birth, births you, because that is the truth in every way. I, I joke that the next book I write is going to be how to live on easy street. <laughs> sounds so, so much true. better.
0: You're going to rig the system.
1: <laughs> yeah. So oh my God. Actually, that's a powerful teaching right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Susie Batiste is responsible for teaching me that. Oh, really? So, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that is true. I've gone through a lot of significant life transitions in the last five and a half years, and I can't believe it's been that long already. But um there's so many great things that came out of that book. And one of them was, well, the reason I wrote the book, uh, besides wanting to write the book for a long time, was being in your mastermind group. And I remember you challenging me. It was so perfect because I was like, I'm gonna write a book in 90 days, and you're like no, I don't think that's a big enough goal. And anyone else would have been like, that's amazing. You should 90 days a book. Yeah. I think you could do that. And you're like, I think you can go bigger. And I'm like, that is what I love about our friendship because you're one of the very few people in my life who challenges people to step up and play a a bigger game. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love the, quote, you raise your standards, you change your life. And it's the standard piece. Like you hold yourself to a very high standard and you hold others that you love and care about to a very high standard. And that's a rare and exceptional gift. And you do it with grace. So- That's um, very kind. I remember that
0: moment. So just to give some context, uh, and I still run masterminds, right? I run two right now. Three, technically, you helped me actually curate the third one that's uh, currently open, Magnetic Creator. But anyway, um, it was, yes. I don't even remember what we called that
1: mastermind. Do you remember? I don't. I cannot remember. <laughs> I've been doing too many masterminds too. So for years, like trying to think back and going, I can't remember that far well,
0: Everyone that joined got to join for $149 for three months with weekly sessions. And y'all got a, a private one hour with me, which I mean, looking back, I'm like, man, I earned my stripes, you know? But I remember in our call, you're like, "Yeah, you know, so in these ninety days, and everyone was supposed to have like one audacious goal, and you're like, I'm gonna write my book, and that you're right is big, massive, not just think about it, write the outline, get the proposal. You're gonna finish this writing this book." And I was like, "You know, I think yeah, we could go bigger. I'm like, what about publishing? What about if your book's published?
1: Unheard of,
0: unheard of. I know it was know. crazy."
1: Yeah. One days later, I was with you in Los Angeles with a published book and it was, I mean, <laughs> such a cool journey. I also gave up drinking during that whole time. I mean, yep. it was crazy. It wasn't just one huge goal, but <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, there's
0: a few of them. So oh, it was magical. And that was the beginning of our relationship. And it was so incredibly cool to honor you in person to get to hold the book. I would think I was the first person to hold a physical copy. Um, and what was beautiful about that experience is reading the book and falling in love with you even more. Like then I knew we were going to be friends, right? Cause you were a mastermind member and then a client. And, and so I didn't know what was trying to emerge between our connection. And then I read your book and your whole love for mother Teresa and your story with your dad. And, and I was like, Oh my God, she's, this is, she's an angel. <laughs> oh my God. And of course, friends call you St. Jocelyn. And so I was like, I've got to know her in any way. So then our friendship was was born. So that book birthed
1: many things, but continue on. Let's talk about that journey. Yeah. So I ended up kind of stepping into that, but really wanting to still hide, I think was a big part of my journey, has been a big part of my journey in the last five years is to go from hiding to being visible. And part of that has been, the book. And part of it was, you know, I met Jack Canfield and Patty Aubrey at a, an event that our mutual friend, Jake Ballantyne suggested that I go to. And so I went to it and met them and I was starting to do some speaking, but I was not fully living my ideal vision for my life. And I felt out of alignment about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going and being on stage felt like yeah, there were some great things. And I, you know, I valued myself as a person and felt like a worthwhile person, but I knew that there were some things that I needed to clean up too. Mm -hmm. And so I started working on those things and I met Jack and I met Patty and, um, fast forward. Now I'm the VP of program design and development for Jack's company. And, um, I've gotten to lead these amazing programs with him and Patty over the last five years that have just been, life-changing, life-changing for all of the students who get to participate, but they've been totally transformative to me. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that, um, you know, that I started just implementing in my life because of the teaching that we were doing Mm -hmm. led to, you know, a weight loss journey. I ended up going through a transition, a divorce and I'm actually engaged now to a really amazing guy who I'm just in love with. And, Mm. um, we have combined between us seven kids, which keeps me always busy. (laughs) And, um, I just, I love my life right now. And, um, I love what I get to do. One of my passions has always been helping people. Find what they're passionate about and helping people live life, live their own version of their best life, like getting in touch with and being present to being intentional every single day about what their best life looks like on a daily basis. And so, um, now I'm, you know, moving into working on my own brand a little bit when I have the time and capacity, Um, but it's just, I mean, it's crazy. I look back at the whole journey and I'm sure that I'll look back in 20 years from now and even go, oh my gosh, I didn't even know how cool it could get even more so, but to just have lived so many of my wildest dreams already at 38 is pretty magical. It's so magical. And it's also really
0: inspiring and very contagious. You know, you also played small just a bit, going to call it out of like how you are getting to co lead or lead certain programs. I mean, you'll take the floor, the stage, the virtual stage, et cetera, for Jack and Patty all the time, but you also create. Yes. You have created, like, for example, his newest year long program that I knew you were working on for over two years, you know, it's called legacy, the legacy club. And that was a baby that was coming through you, right? You had that vision and I realized a lot of people were involved, but like you were the one who, who held steady to that possibility. And so I just, you know, you have, you've created transformative experiences, whether they're in-person retreats or online journeys inside that community. And it's incredible to see what you whip out. Like it's
1: (laughs) nothing like it's such, it is such a gift of yours. I love creation. I, I think even as a child, that was something I was just inherently born with, because I remember, you know, if I could do anything, it would be go do like a craft project, or I would go out, my mom had a Christmas tree farm and a floral shop, and I would go out there with her for hours and design these Mm -hmm bouquets or Christmas wreaths and I'm sure they were hideous but people told me how amazing they were (laughs) and they'd pay me for them so it kept my creative spirit alive and um but I'm I mean I I love creating experiences and I loved when I did hair that was what I loved the most was creating an experience for a woman to come in feeling crappy and leave feeling just beautiful and taken care of and seen. And um so I think that is something that you know I was probably gifted with by God, but I love being in creation and I love especially getting to create around this world of personal development because I see how transformative it how transformative it is when it finally clicks for someone. Mm-hmm. And they get it in a different way than maybe they've gotten it in the past, or they feel inspired that they can finally do it, um, because somebody else shared their story. And I think that's the power of this work is, you know, you find your tribe, you find the people who you resonate with, Mm -hmm. and that's how transformation happens. So I just, I love
0: it all. I know you do. And it's such a beautiful frequency to meet in the heart of that, right? Where it's anything is possible. Um, and I, I want to speak to that, but there's something that wants to just come through and it's around you doing that for me recently. You've done that for me many times over the course of our friendship. I wouldn't have had how many collaborations with Jack at this 67 Six, seven, I don't even know. And I know that there's probably a long list of people vying for that spot to be in collaboration with him. And it was between you, then planting the seed with Patty Aubrey, and then making that happen for me way back in 19. It started with me dreaming. He was in my top three dream guests to be on this show. And I didn't, I didn't have access to him and you made that happen. And I'm so grateful for it. And, um, and then that opened up me sitting with him in Costa Rica, ayahuasca, and then other things shifted and it just was time to collaborate. And, So he's a dear friend, a partner, like a a deep mentor. Then I went through train the trainer. I would have never done that year long in-person training, his high end, you know, certification uh, training program if it weren't also for you. So you've helped me expand and evolve so much, but it was recently, you know, I've been through a pretty profound awakening, as you know, and, and I hadn't really been social or putting myself in any sort of group environments. And you extended an invitation for me to join you and Jack at his his house for the game changer mastermind retreat. And I remember the night one of that that three day experience, you were my buddy. We got partnered up, and I was so open and honest of like, I don't even really know how to be in the room right now. Like I don't know how to deal with the matrixy kind of conversations. And you were just such a beautiful, unconditionally accepting, grounding presence for me. And I remember just that feeling of exactly what you just described, what you live for, of watching people be seen, be heard, be known. You gave that to me Hmm. that Thursday night of the retreat. And I just, I remember leaving that place, Jack's home, going to my dad's because we were all in Santa Barbara. Most people were staying in hotels that my dad happens to live there. So I got to stay with him and just feeling like, wow, I didn't know how much I needed that and also to be plugged back into possibility. So I left there, created two new programs. You helped me with one of them. You were like, you can do this. Do you know who you are? I had forgotten. You know, so I just want to say thank you to you publicly and on the show for it wasn't maybe necessarily that I had forgotten, but I had lost that thread and didn't know if it would come back. And I was okay if it didn't come back. I was so surrendered to God's will on the deepest level. And it turns out it was right there just waiting to be reeled back in. You know what I mean? And I'm getting the full bills well, chills as I say it, because that's how powerful it was to be witnessed and to be held by you that first night.
1: I think you bring up such a great point, too, that so often... I mean, even just getting to that retreat was a big deal because you were really busy at the time. You were, and it was like all of these different pieces coming together, kind of. But how often we think, oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. And then we don't, we don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And we miss out on those opportunities A, to connect and B, to show up and be seen and Mm -hmm. to remember those things about ourselves. And so, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, you got in the room, like you, you got there, you made it there and it is so important. It's, I, I I don't think that we acknowledge that enough and it doesn't have to be a personal development event, but you know, how often do you reach out to your girlfriends for coffee or how often do you check in with a neighbor down the street that maybe is just an acquaintance or those types of things that I think are so important and so crucial I never really got the full, um, value of that until I moved to a new city this last year and had to be the new girl. And it was like terrifying in a way and hard to build connection. And so, um, I want to acknowledge you for stepping into the room again, because I know with how busy you are, it could, it was just as easy not to, you know, and I considered not to came out. And
0: how, like there were people that flew in from France and all over Europe and, and East coast. And here I was, I had an hour and a half drive right from Calabasas where I currently reside. And I almost didn't come because I noticed as I was driving away, I was feeling further and further away from home base. And there was another voice that was higher self saying, go, just keep going. And I was trusting what was pulling me forward. But in the mind, my mind, it was like, I didn't really think I needed the retreat, right? Like I knew you and I were good. Like I love Jack, like, and I, and, but yet something inside me was like, just go. So you, you so make a valid point of, we don't know what will be cultivated when we just get into the rooms. And that was something that I shared right on social right after, which is get into the rooms get into the rooms that could change your life. And you and I are both talking about not just virtual, get into the real person rooms, right? Can you speak to that? Because I know you're really, you're an advocate for that right now. And it's such an almost antithesis in the way that we have been programmed to believe we need to connect these days, which is all virtual. So can you speak to the power and value of in-person community?
1: Yeah, I think that it's great. And we are now open to being able to be friends with people all across the world which is beautiful and so cool and I mean I've met so many amazing people from all over the world just from the work that we get to do and I've gotten to see them when I've gone to Europe and things like that and it's it's amazing but lately there's a part of me that's asking this question internally of like at what expense is it happening are we investing in our own communities anymore are we Mm. Volunteering? Are we making friends in our local neighborhoods? And um, I recently have been invited to a group of moms who are kind of all struggling. I mean, everybody has said the same thing of just like, I want that community again. And I haven't had it for a really long time since the pandemic, really. Um, But now we can create it with more intentionality. We can say, hey, ladies, let's get together for. And talk about our goals. I mean, that's one thing I love about Darlene Whitehurst, who's a mutual friend. And what she does is this goal friends program because it's getting together with purpose. And um, I think some of us, you know, we crave that purposeful, intentional connection, and we don't know how to facilitate it in our day-to-day life. I hear that over and over again on all of the calls in Jack's community, is like these are my people. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I started working with Darlene on girlfriend stuff. And I decided, you know, I'm just going to ask all these football moms if they'd be into it or not. And I kind of thought like, everyone's going to think you're a whack job, you know, that kind of thing. And all of them were like, yes, I want to do that. I I need that in my life so much. And so I think sometimes we count ourselves out of the party before we even give ourselves a chance to show up. Mm -hmm. And the more that I just Integrate who I am into every aspect of my life, Mm. the easier and more fun and joyful it all becomes. And then you find the people who resonate with you. And there are people in your local community that do. And I think the other side of that is for me personally, I've gotten back to really wanting to have a heart of service. I think it's so easy to get just distracted from that in our day to day life. And focused on our own world our own job our own kids our own husband or wife our own stuff that we've got going on and um forget that we're here to be contributing to this world and and so recently you know for me it's been I got involved in being on the board for basketball in our town even though my kids are grown and gone and um we went and did some volunteer work with um, local teens who are homeless and just looking for ways to give back more. And it, it's just crazy what that does to open up the energy in Mm. your life. That's what I noticed. It's like, I was focusing on all the problems like, Oh, I don't have any friends here. I don't have this, you know? And then I just started doing things and living my life and all of it starts showing up. Yes. Oh my gosh. It reminds me of a question
0: that I just heard, Danielle Port, and I know you love her too um, say on her podcast. And she was like, you know, I'm out of the, how do you want to feel right? The emotions, the feelings that was very much desire map, the desires that feelings and emotions she's considering pretty heavily right now to reboot the desire map, but with more depth and consciousness from where she is on her journey now. And she was like, the shift is what do you want to embody? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really love that because what you just described is exactly that process out loud. You're like, I'm going to bring me, the totality of me everywhere I am. And instead of complaining that it's not out there, I'm going to embody the action that is, that is correspondent to that, which I want to experience.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to initiate. Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things that we really focus on And every one of Jack's programs too is like, who am I going to be? Because Mm -hmm. you're going to find the goal moves every time you hit the goal, (laughs) you know? And so that's the part to me, I think Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game, that was a complete game changer for me because it, I was an athlete growing up and so everything was on season and off season. And so volleyball, correct? yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at life through that lens as I became an adult of like, oh, I'm in season right now. I'm going to focus really hard on, you know, my health for six months, but then I'm going to screw it all up for the next three months after that, you know, and it was this constant up and down. And I think for a lot of people that that is the case, whether it's health or your relationship or your Finances, or whatever you focus on, it and you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And when you're focused on it, so how can we be more consistent in our focus? And how can we bring a little bit? I mean, I always use the analogy of one percent of your day is 15 minutes. How can we put one percent focus every single day on the core areas of our life with intentionality? And it moves the needle so much, it's crazy the difference that it makes. Yeah. But if you focus just on being that, even if you have to act like you're playing the role, you know, play the role. That's okay. You don't have to feel it. Yeah, totally. I
0: love that. I know that you and I are both very similar in terms of like, we don't just like say, oh, this is my routine. And I do it every single day because we like to really honor what's alive and juicy in the moment. Right. Cause when we follow our highest excitement, our highest passion moment by moment, Universe responds. I mean, it's just amazing. For me, I've learned to not be attached to any outcomes and that's the magic elixir. But what are some of the practices that you're imploring, imploring, Um, adding? Yeah. Uh, I don't know right now. It's a good thing I don't talk on a podcast Um, for 15 minutes a day when you're sort of really in your flow and really honoring your truth.
1: Well, I think the biggest one that has not always been there for me, that is so strong and it has been now cons- consistently for a few years is health and taking care of my body and nourishing my body. And um, mm, that's so- I think that for me has changed everything. I look at it so differently it, it used to be so much about how I look or how how much mm-hmm. weight I was at or whatever, but it's like, if I don't move my body, I'm not being my best self. And I know that now it's like, I I feel it throughout everything that I do for the day when I don't move my body. So whether it's just walking or, you know, I have been working now with a personal trainer for a few months and, and I absolutely love that. And it has transformed so many things for me, but, um, getting stronger, there's something to that. Mm -hmm. There's something physically getting stronger, also making you mentally more resilient and more strong and, um, just stronger in your own core of who you are and your identity. So that's a big one. Um, keeping gratitude at the forefront of my day. I don't, subscribe like you said to like oh every single day i have to do it and it has to look this way some days i write in my gratitude journal and when i really want to f- focus back in on that like when i notice myself being negative or i notice myself being um more just finding the problems and things um mm-hmm. i will Intentionally do the written version of that because I do believe that there's strong power in that. Mm -hmm. So I will write down ten things I'm grateful for and why the feeling Mm -hmm. behind them every every day when I'm noticing that. But then there's times where I go on a walk and I'll just this is very woo woo, but talk to the trees and just feel so grateful. Talking to you right now. I know. I know you get (laughs) it. They're Pretty much all <laughs> the listeners communicate
0: with the trees, the butterflies, the squirrels. I mean, we're into the elements, the angels, yeah. the guides. I mean, I think trees are angels in disguise. I have just I, what I believe.
1: <laughs> they you can learn everything from nature. It's everything beautiful. we are
0: nature. Yeah. We Our are nature.
1: So when you say you take a
0: walk, I, I want my listeners to know that your walk is not just any walk. Like you live across the street from like a beautiful forest in Portland, Oregon, like one of the most stunning
1: places ever. So, yeah. So tell us, tell me more about that. Well, I think also you bring up a really good point. The environment matters, mm-hmm. and if you're in an environment that sucks. I, that would be the first thing that I would do is work to change my environment into something. Even if it's just, I got to drive 15 minutes every day to get into a different environment. That's inspiring me that changed everything for me. That was one of the most important lessons that I ever learned. And it was on a call that we had with a guy named Jim Bunch. And he talks about the nine environments. And he said, your environments are either inspiring you or expiring you. And so for me, I used to live in a neighborhood that had no sidewalks. It was in this more in town. I didn't really ever feel like when I walked around, I was just like in love. I, and this neighborhood, I am like in love with this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I I mean, yes, I have this forest across the street. That's beautiful. And there's walking trails everywhere. And even walking just down the sidewalks, the landscaping that has been done, they pay attention to every detail and, I love going outside and walking in this neighborhood. Oh, so I cannot wait to I come. To
0: How long have you been in the passed. house? Because I want to give perspective. I have come to see you in Portland, but yeah. but you guys yes. bought a house, you and your fiance, Eric. When did that happen? Uh, Was that this year? Last July. Oh, last year. Man, life is fast. Okay. So, and then yeah, getting acclimated to a new community, a new environment, like it's so beautiful to literally see you thriving through yet another transition. But I also want to be very clear to anyone listening, it didn't come without cost or you know, a lot of inquiry and examining and purifying. I mean, you met yourself up against every possible edge and you just kept moving through it. Can you share about that? Like so much change and potential yeah. obstacles. I mean, that's the piece that I that I love the most about you. Oh, I love everything, but like, well, our nature, our our love for nature is my favorite. But, but yeah, can you just speak to that? Because people feel stuck. How do I move through such
1: a big shift that's
0: calling me?
1: Yeah, I think you know one thing is for sure life is going to change. And so some people have relatively, you know, you might look at your life and go like, "Oh, I haven't had to deal with that much change. I've not lost anyone close to me or mm-hmm. you know, there's people who've had to deal with far more change than I've had to deal with." Um and I think it's a journey and it, it's the more that you can just embrace the fact that you're on a journey and it's probably not going to look the way that you thought it would. Um, Mm. (laughs) that's, that's huge. Um, I think that I love it. That quote, like we plan and God laughs or, you know, whatever that quote is. (laughs) I'm like, I, I know that to be true. Um, Mm. so I think the more that you have change happen in your life, especially change that you're not choosing, um, the more that you kind of just surrender to it. And I think that's one of the gifts that can come out of a lot of change sometimes mm-hmm. unless you know you you don't have an option. so sometimes you don't have an option and, and other times you do have the choice and you're choosing change.
0: Well, hey there, a gentle interruption with a really beautiful aligned offer for maybe two of you, because that is the amount of spaces that are currently open in a brand new container that I have felt inspired to create for 2024 called the Magnetic Creator Mastermind. Activate your divine gifts to elevate the world. This is just a six-woman journey that we kick off in January And we wrap in June, and this is designed for you to bring that one creative project or endeavor or dream to life. So whether it's a book or a podcast, a program, a course, maybe your own in-person retreat, something really juicy that has you feeling such an aliveness on your heart, but maybe you haven't known exactly where to begin or maybe you've had feelings of overwhelm or, of course, doubt. So in this journey, we definitely devote a lot of time to the inner unlocking to get you reconnected with the inspiration pulling you forward in the first place that knows no bounds and definitely no doubt. So seated in your power. And then of course, all the strategy is really easy. All of these areas I have mastery in and the areas that I don't, I bring in all of the guides. There are only two spots available and here's the thing. If you have been curious about my other opportunity that I have been inviting you to, which is the Soul Essence Retreat, when you join Magnetic Creator Mastermind, and again, only two seats are open, so I'm going to encourage you to at least go check it out. You also get a whole VIP really special day at the Soul Essence Retreat, and then a couple of other special things that we will have a conversation around that are designed only for Magnetic Creators so that in and of itself, the magnetic creators, all women listen to fire and soul on the path of awakening and know that the antidote to everything going on that we can see that's happening in the world is to create, to serve, and to leave our legacy. This is what's pulling us forward. And this is what we are literally doing, not just thinking or talking about anymore. So that my love, that journey kicks off in January. And when you join before the end of this year, you'll also get a private consultation with me so that we can get really clear on the seeds that you are planting, that we can nourish to full expression by June when we wrap the journey next year. So if this piques your curiosity, I'm going to encourage you to hit pause and head on over to michelle-sorrow.com, magnetic creator mastermind on the site. All right, my loves, back to the conversation.
1: And I think a few things are really, really important when you're going through change. One is to stay you know, grounded by doing things like we talked about, like gratitude and getting mm-hmm. into nature and exercising, doing things to ground yourself to mm-hmm. your new reality is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I think there's another side of it that's you just kind of have to lean in and just go with the flow in a way and, and accept the emotions that are going to come because, you know, I would be a liar if I said it was not hard at times and I did not cry a lot of tears at times. And, um, but I think I always believe that life is happening for us. That's just one of my core beliefs that I have embraced because I've seen it over and over again in my life with my dad dying, even, you know, there's been so many beautiful gifts that have come out of that, that I would never have that level of empathy or compassion, or, um, I wouldn't be able to help other people go through their own pain of loss. Mm -hmm. Um, just so many things have come from that and I'm stronger and more resilient. Mm -hmm. And so those things that have come from it, Of course, I would love to have my dad back because that would be amazing, but Mm. I don't know that I would change anything because it's made me into who I am. And I know every person that goes through a lot of change or, you know, goes through difficult situations, it seems like always says that. And so it's easy to just kind of hear it and go, yeah, okay. That's what everybody says, but it's the truth. And, um, I would, I, I don't know. I don't know that there's one a one size fits all approach. I do believe deep personal inquiry, like you said, going within, Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about, uh, another friend of mine who wrote the book return to you. She also wrote a book called the self-love experiment that was really transformative to me, but her name is Shannon Kaiser. Okay. And, um, she wrote this beautiful book called return to you during the pandemic. Mm. And it's Mm. one of the, Chapters is if you don't go within, you go without. And I truly believe that. I think we, I think as human beings, we are always looking for the answers outside of ourselves. And I noticed myself do it. And then I got to come back, like, wait, wait, wait. This is all information, but now we need discernment. Mm. And I love, I don't know who said it, but somebody during the pandemic that I was listening to said, We are drowning in information, but we are starving for wisdom. And that wisdom can only be found within Mm. what is my best life is not your best life. What is right for me? Look at all the different diets out there. It's like, they, there can't just be one, right. One, you know, we're all just different and we need different things. Mm. So tap into what it is that works for you. How do you do that? I have ways in which
0: I've learned to earn mastery in moments when I'm conscious how do you learn to tune into what's really for you right now? Cause we change, right?
1: We're in different seasons. It's interesting because I think that it's shifted and evolved. Like I, I think meditation is really, really important for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think experimenting is really important. Mm-hmm. And so, so I always look at it like, I'm going to try this and then I'm going to see how it feels. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know that that's the easiest way. Like I've done a lot of trial and error in my life. And sometimes I wish that I wouldn't have had to trial and error through certain things. But um, for me, I'm a kinesthetic person and a hands-on learner. And so I, I really feel like just start doing something. I think sometimes we try to like create this perfect path to something and it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, take the first step and the next step will be shown to you. Mm. And I remember, I think I got that lesson. Um, I went to a therapist after my dad passed away and, um, I, I said, I just need you to tell me what to do to start living again. Like I, I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't care if you give me the wrong thing to do, just give me something and I'll go do it. And then if I, if it works, that's great. And if it doesn't work, that's fine too. You know, I won't be any worse off. So he told me go home and get, my dad had been living with me at the time. So he told me go home and get rid of all, but three items of his clothing. You can keep three, find the best three or the ones that you want the most, give the rest to your siblings or donate them, do whatever you need to do, but get them out of your house. And that process freed up so much of my energy. Yep. It was crazy. Mm. So. Oh, that's
0: such a good tip. I love that idea.
1: Yeah. I think it's just like, ask somebody who knows you really well. Hey, I'm stuck right now. Where do you see me needing to work or what do you think my challenge is? and do you have any suggestions for (laughs) something I could try? Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, We always can see it for other people and we don't necessarily (laughs) always see it for ourselves. So if you want to be really brave, you can just ask someone who knows you really, really well, and they'll probably have lots of ideas for you. Uh, It's so true,
0: man. That's a brave move right there. And of course I would, I would advise on that thread, please only ask someone that, you know, knows themselves and they have the capacity to know you because they know themselves. Right. But I know you're around a lot of phenomenal mentors and so am I. But when, when, what I've been coming up with lately is I got it going back to the, we're in consumption information overload where I am right now. And I have to force myself to do it is to shut all that down and to get really quiet and listen. Yes, because when I and this is why I'm such an advocate for sacred altar time and, you know, and not everyone's into it, but many are and especially in my community and and it's like sometimes I'll sit down. I'm like I'm beckoned and I'm and and I usually will hear a song that wants to play on repeat. And so I just put up the Bluetooth speaker and then I'll listen to it seven, eight, nine times and I'll go deeper and deeper and deeper. Sometimes, though, it's the seventh round of the song and I'm still sitting there like I got nothing. I got Nothing. It's so dense and so noisy and so loud in the mind because of information overload and distraction overload from social media, right? All that stuff that like, I don't have access to the wisdom. And so to your point, even a moment ago, it's like, I, I've been saying a lot lately, slow down to the speed of wisdom.
1: Yes. I love that.
0: Hear it. Right. And, and I can't always, I'm not going to lie. Like I can't always, there've been two times recently, actually in the past few months, I'm like frustrated with myself, my small self. And I'm like, I can't get there. And so finally after 30 minutes, I'm like, you know what, it's fine. I'm not going to force myself. I'm just going to let it go. And I'll come back another time. And then the next time I come back, I'm like, oh, that was there. That was so in the way. And it was so tense and dense. And then eventually I could, I could crack
1: through it to get access to what really wanted to come through. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think that is, normal of anything, you know, it's like you, when you, it's a practice for a reason, because you're, you're committing to doing the thing every day, regardless of whether or not, you know, it's game time and all of a sudden the answer shows up. Mm. So I, yeah, I love that. And I totally resonate with that. I mean, that getting quiet is a huge part of my practice and probably so second nature that I don't even think about it as that, but I was just telling you, you know, before this, we're I'm one of the things I'm committing to is not having a phone or any media on Sundays and (sighs) I'm I'm really excited about it because I, I feel the same way. Like it's so easy to just get into distraction mode. And it's, everything's right there all the time and coming you know, all this information is coming in and um, it's really important to protect it. So
0: important to protect it. Cause for me, it's like, if I can't listen, if I don't have that channel open to listening to mother, father, God, great spirit, the divine, however you would refer to that and you being anyone listening, then I, then I, then I'm, I'm not in a good spot. I'm walking around rudderless, right? Like my channel to the divine is everything because those intuitive hits, that deep knowing, that spark of insight or revelation, like I'm learning to trust that now. And even I'm like, wait, it looks like I just blew up that whole partnership or that whole thing. (laughs) That doesn't seem right. And it's like, trust, 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 right? The clarity will come. And then I look back six, nine months later, I'm like, oh, that's why that had to be that way. And so- I'm so with you on slowing down, getting quiet. And these days we've got to be deliberate and deeply intentional about making sure that that's the connection. We can connect to one another, but if we're not connected to ourselves, to our bodies, to our hearts, where are we really connecting from?
1: Ransacked nervous systems. Yeah. Right? Also heard this, uh, I I went to this church a while back and it was like divine timing for me but the pastor was talking about how he takes his sabbath in nature on fridays Mm -hmm. he goes fly fishing i'm like i can get with this message this is perfect yes Mm -hmm. um but he he talked a lot about how you know take the christianity piece and all that out of it just uh, the sabbath is your day to connect to god whatever mm. that looks like. It doesn't need to be on Sunday. It doesn't need to be in a church. It probably most likely isn't for most people, you know, but it's your day to connect to God. And he said, if you are someone who uses your mind a lot in your work, do something physical. Mm. If you're somebody who's constantly doing physical activity for your work, do something to just relax and contemplate and mm. go deep. But I love that because I think so many times for people who are on all the time, mentally, yeah. the that's probably why nature appeals to both of us so much is like, you get out there, you hike, you're moving your body, you're in it. Mm-hmm. And your, your mind's just free. Yeah. and Jack says something about that too. Um, busy hands, free mind, f- free mind, busy hands, something to that effect, but like the idea that most of the time, our best ideas always come to us when we're like showering and rinsing our hair and busy hands.
0: Yeah. It's so true. And and what I always say is I don't ever trust. I don't trust a thought that happened indoors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because the second that I do a pattern interrupt, and because I go for my morning walk and or hike almost every morning, and I'm so grateful that I have a neighborhood that I also love, that's my backyard of mountains and bliss. But it's like the moment that I get outside, I'm like, ah, the insight, the clarity, right? The solution, the idea to create or whatever. And it's just like, man, I don't have a problem in the world when I when I get to be in that way. Yeah, it's it's so important. And it's amazing how many people leave that as a... Last resort. And, and I have seen it too many times in my own life and in many others, the universe shows up in three ways. It's like the messages, right? Of like, it's time, it's time, it's time, whatever it's time to do. And it's like feather brick truck. And we've heard these analogies, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So it's like, Ooh, I do not want I don't want truck. (laughs) I don't want to almost die or have a disease or actually die or consider dying or taking my life or all that. Like, these are all just buildups of thoughts that become beliefs that become such deeply grooved patterns that we forget that we are the creator of our reality. And this is something that you talk to everyone about thousands of people in the Canfield community, also your own community and your dear friends. Can you speak more to that? Because You are such a strong force and model in the role of creation and, and reminding those that you love and know and care about that we are the co-creator of our reality. This is how you live and lead. So I know we're about to, we're going to come into closing soon, but this is a really powerful, powerful moment to, to chat about.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I think that we're born to be creators and, you know, to, build community and connect with each other so I believe that we are happiest as human beings when we are creating Mm -hmm. and it is so easy not to do it it's kind of like all of those other things that are important in our lives it's easy to do it's easy not to do and because of that so often we don't do it but it can start with something so small it can start with just journaling every day that's a creation, you know, you're putting pen to paper and writing, and it could start with cooking. Just I'm gonna start leaning into cooking for my family more often, or ah. um getting outside. And I mean, I used to make like little gnome villages with my son when he was little, and hours would pass and he would like go inside sometimes, <laughs> like mom, I'm gonna go get a drink, and I'd still be out there like tying sticks together. <laughs> And <laughs> he comes out and I'm, Baylor, I made you a whole platform, for your, <laughs> you know, Nome Village. And so it was like me as much as him wanting it. But um, I think that our our whole world right now is designed to keep us in consumption. Mm-hmm. Everything is designed to keep us consuming content, consuming food, consuming clothes, consuming, and we are so overstuffed mm-hmm. and that's why so many people are not happy and not thriving, in my opinion. Totally. Um, I'm with you. And um consumption of the- over connection and connection to
0: self, or source, and then other. Yeah, or or creation totally. And
1: you because right. you can't create from a depleted source. Not if it's authentic. Yeah. And it's so a lot of mask otherwise, yeah that's, you can't co-create with God from a c- mm. c- depleted source, I should say. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's important to get, you know, clean up, going back to the environments thing, clean up the environments. And mm. one of the books that I read recently, and this is someone that you should definitely connect with, uh, Lynn twist. Oh, oh. love Lynn twist the soul of of people. Yes. That just when she walks in a room, you feel her before she arrives. Her energy is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had the privilege and blessing to get to hear her speak at TLC, Mm um, and transformation leadership council, we shall say yes. Yes. And which I'm very excited. You're going to be joining us at,
0: Ooh, I haven't even told my listeners. sorry. No, that's okay. Um, I wasn't even planning on it, but I will just pause right there. And for that honoring, thank you. Thank you also for helping to make it happen. It's a four year dream come true. And I had to do a lot of also examining of does that dream, is it still align? you know, um, because of everything that I've been experiencing the past two and a half years, do I care about that title, that organization, that anything? And it turns out it's so still resonates. It's, it's, it's it's beautiful to know that, but after having done such a deep inquiry around it, and I'm so excited and honored and beyond blessed to meet y'all and to get to serve the community and meet a lot of people that I have admired and respected in my whole adult life. You know, it's the who's who of self-development in a truly conscious way. So thank you. That's, that's a deep honor. But yes, yeah, so
1: Lynn Twist, let's go back. <laughs> yeah, so Lynn, um, her work is really about this idea of abundance versus sufficiency and Mm. Mm. something really struck as i was helping jack prepare the legacy club stuff and doing the legacy review something struck a nerve for me in a huge and profound way that Mm. when we focus so much on abundance which you know we tend to focus a lot on abundance in this world of personal development um it can very quickly turn from abundance to overabundance. And when we're trying to be abundant in every area, it's, mm. I, I don't know about anyone else, but I was, my closet was a little too abundant. My pantry was <laughs> too abundant. My garage is too abundant, you know, <laughs> and it's because there's not an intentionality sometimes in that collecting of things. Mm -hmm. Um, like we get into consumption mode and we order things on Amazon and we, you know, we do all those things and then it just becomes overwhelming. And so I really believe before you can create from this source of co-creation, there's so much power in clearing your environments and clearing the decks, clearing away anything that is no longer serving you. Yes. And, you know, you don't have to make it a long arduous process, but just, just 25 things a day or, you know, 30 things a day. I think Marcy Shimoff teaches 27 things a day for nine days. And there's some spiritual reason for that, that I don't remember fully, but, I've done it a few times and it just it opens your energy and it opens energy in your home. It open opens the energy in your physical body. And um I think so much of us, so many of us in today's culture, and at least in the US, we do. We have an overabundance. And there are people in the world who have lack Mm -hmm. and who don't have sufficiency. Mm -hmm. But um I think for a lot of us in the American culture, we have too much. Yeah.
0: And so. I'm so with you on this a thousand percent. There's so many things that you've shared here today that I'm like, yes, this is the journey that I've been on too. And we didn't plan on what we were going to talk about. It's just whatever was of wanting to come through in the moment, but talking about, you know, environment and how moving from Santa Monica to this Calabasas area and actually having a community. And we meet almost every night at the park that we've now coined our dog park. And tonight we're doing a post Thanksgiving potluck, you know, and We've we've gone out to dinners together and like we really like each other, this most random group of like 13 independent people that would have never met if it weren't for our dogs and us willing to go into community. And now we like we help each other and we're there for each other and in ways in which we sit for each other's dogs. And it's just it's beautiful. And I never had that where I lived before. It was very transient in Santa Monica. And then moving into this place that I love, and when I opened my boxes that were in storage for 10 months while staying at my mom's, I was like, why do I have 13 Heather Gray cashmere sweaters? So I got rid of like, why do I have four Gucci bags? They're black and they look almost identical. But somewhere along the line, I had been told this is for day, this is for night, this is for cocktail, this is for casual. Oh! right? It's insanity. So the mantra I've been living by, which has helped me to get into more co-creation state is simplicity of sanity, which is what you're talking about abundance or sufficiency. It's like, at what point we have to get super honest with ourselves. What are we feeding here? It's a hungry ghost that has no connection to self or source, much less anyone else. So it's consumerism, right? When, if I get this, then I'll be enough. Then I'll matter. Then I'm worthy. And it's like, ooh, what if we actually just go straight to source and yeah. know our worth? That's yeah. what I'm hearing you say is at it, is it the heart of all this entire message.
1: And it's just the intentional piece. Like even with personal development, that can go too far. You know, it's oh, like, yes. because you can get caught up in consuming that too. Everything. <laughs> no girl, I know. Podcast. Yeah. I had to like put myself on a break. <laughs> yeah. And and as long, I mean, then you can be intentional about having the pause and coming yes. back to it when it feels right because you're serving then at that you're serving at a higher level by taking the break when you need to, by coming back when it feels really, really good. Um yes. I, I really, really strongly believe in that piece of it. So being intentional, being action-oriented, but being very intentional about the actions you're taking. And treating life like it's an experiment, you know, just, Mm. you're not going to do every single thing, right. And you're not going to live every day like a saint. And, Mm. you know, you're just, you're just not, we're humans. We're here to make mistakes. We're here to learn and we're here to grow. And of course, there's so much value in learning from other people's journeys. And that's the beauty of podcasting or writing books. You know, there's so much wisdom when you're being intentional about what you're consume, consuming, consuming, mm. I want to consume from people who I want to emulate mm-hmm. because I know that that's going to help me grow into that version of myself where I'm being the person I want to become. Mm. And, you know, so often we are consuming media that's just meant to entertain us, not cultivating something in us. That's really, it's cultivating something in us, whether we know it or not, mm-hmm. but if we're not intentional about it, it could be cultivating not the right things.
0: Yeah. And or becoming more addicted to yet another um, pedestal, right? Which that's the old 3D self-help, right? And we're moving into, you know, a neutral, we're all walking each other home in the words of Ram Dass, which I know is something that you are a strong advocate of as well. And no hierarchy. And, but yet I'm with you a thousand percent. I always say I learn best by, I'll, I'll watch you observe you closely and I don't need to know a whole lot. I'll usually get 20% of probably the real thing. And I just go out and I recreate it, <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, I need a model. And that's, that's been the way that I've learned and grown the most. And it's also how I know what you're sharing right now. All right. As we are officially coming to a wrap, there's a couple more questions that want to come through. One is I'm actually really curious. What are you most proud of in your life? Oh, man. Um, It's a big question. It can be for you on a
1: personal level or what you've created, like, or maybe both. i just had the best conversation with my son yesterday, and it's been a journey with my, my kids grew up with me. I I had my kids at 19 and 20, and I adopted my daughter when she was eight. And so, you know, I was a very young mom Mm. and they've gone through a lot of growth with me. Mm. And um, Mm. I have... That has been the, probably the place that I'm the most critical with myself about, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been an easy journey in, in some ways, but, um, my son yesterday, it it was like, he's getting it. He's growing up, he's 18 Mm -hmm. down at college and we just had the best conversation. And to me, that meant more to me Mm -hmm. than anything else that I'm doing right now. So That's probably it for me.
0: That really touches me.
1: And I know, I know, you know,
0: everything and I know the stories and I had a feeling it was going to be something that sacred, you know, it's people are looking for everything on the outside, all the external, all the validation, all the status, right? Like, how's your relationship with your kid? You know,
1: and I've I've done done that and I've sacrificed that at times and I am not proud of it at all. You know, I you get caught up in this just providing and, you know, just this feeling like I've got to be all these things, to all these people, and I've got to, mm. I don't know, just not putting them first every single day, you know, and even in the pursuit of trying to put them first in a way. So um, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I'm so happy for their evolution and for your continued guidance and for Eric, your fiance's steady, you know, he's like a pillar of peace, you know, and, and, uh, so grateful to know that you're on that journey and it hasn't always been this way. It's, it's really a beautiful example. And there's a lot that you share in your book and I'll link to that in the show notes too. Is that still available to purchase on Amazon?
1: I think so. I okay,
0: we're going to find out. <laughs> it's not horrible. Why, I don't even. Thriving through transitions. Um, I want to talk about, as we wrap, Uh, your best life daily. This is your brand. What does that mean for you on a personal level? And how might my listeners potentially get involved or or learn more about it?
1: Yeah, it's something that I've just really started Diving into again, it's I, I've had this idea for your best life daily for a long time. I think I bought the domain back in like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. And um it has evolved, especially because of my work with Jack and Patty. Um because I I really fully grasp now how much that word daily means to that brand and so for me your best life daily is really about doing the things every day you know it's it's the things that are easy to do easy not to do and it's a daily choice that we make and we get to make that choice again tomorrow if we didn't make the right choice today which is beautiful mm. and it's also a reminder of the importance of the daily actions. You know, it's not the things that we do every once in a while. It's the things that we do every single day that make up this, the fabric of our life, mm. you know, and that for me is one of the most important messages. It's it's probably been the most transformative mm. thing for me in my life mm. has been to embrace the daily actions, embrace 10 minutes of working out a day, even if that's all I can get in, that's okay. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I see it with all of the programs that we've done. That has been the biggest game changer for people is when they get into action every single day, mm-hmm. taking intentional action um, and there's five pillars. I won't talk about them all on here, but there's five pillars of living your best life every day that I believe are very important. Um, can you the,
0: rattle them off? Also? Yeah, I can.
1: Okay. So, and we'll uh, definitely link your website because you go into detail on your, on your site. Yeah. So the first one is to take action every single day. Um, mm. second one is to do you, you know, mm. we are not all here to be the same person. So do you, mm. um, mm. but then, um, just that one alone is life-changing. Yeah. I do you, that is so important and it. And it's all of these are such a reflection. I feel like of my own journey with, um, I was a very young mom. I ended up, um, having kids at 19, like I just said, but I also was a hairstylist and I was supposed to go play college volleyball. And my parents were (laughs) pissed when I decided, not to do that. So I have lived that myself. Like I've gone, wait, this isn't for me. I want to go do hair. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just been an interesting evolution, but I've always followed my own heart and my And own- I
0: remember being close with you when we were at Chicago, Unleash the Power Within. We've done so many epic events together. Like my best moments in life, you've been there, I swear, the national parks, the whole thing. But I remember you were leaving hair and you're like, whoa, what am I doing? And moving into a role with Jack and Patty and it was new and it was exciting, but it was scary, right? Like, and I'm getting the full chills because that's how deep it was for
1: you to consider that big of a shift. And you did it. You're like, I'm going to do me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy. The the next one is we are greater than I, Mm -hmm. and I truly believe that. Your, your ability to live your best life cannot negatively impact the, the, the ability of someone else to do the same. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that looks like just being for the things that you're for, not against other things.
0: I love that.
1: It's such a huge,
0: that's big medicine right there. Yeah.
1: Just what Before, our world is just if these now. last three years
0: have taught us anything, you do you, I'm going to do me. This is why I'm getting my first tattoo on Friday. And it's truth. It's like, Truth is such a loaded term these days. It's like, well, this is my truth. And my truth, by the way, because I'm not going to capitalize it on purpose, my truth shifts. Yeah. The more that I know myself, right? right? And the, the more you, more you know I- others. Yes. You like, oh, You expand. I'm like, and the last place I want to be is the same mindset a year from now. I'm not even the same mindset 24 hours usually, but like, right? So I'm like, am I so excited about this of like, Yes.
1: Okay. Keep going. This is good medicine. Um, the next one is to just embrace adventure and mm, the adventure waits. Remember our necklaces? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we had hats. We have necklaces. We have national park books. Yes, but yes. Life is meant to be an adventure. You know, I I don't want to. I think there's a yes. I don't remember what the quote is, but I, you know, don't get to the grave in your you know little suit. Like, come in heels <laughs> off just <laughs> sliding in at the last minute. I, I want to live my life like that. You do
0: live that way. It's amazing to witness. It's incredible. And I get to be a part of it when I'm ready.
1: <laughs> well, there's times that I'm not ready. There's certain. I know, I know, I know people will be like, let's go skydiving. Then I'm like, Nope. Yep. Nope. Okay. Yep. Nope. To the nopiest of nopes. <laughs> so. What's the fifth pillar. And the fifth pillar is just to add
0: value to the world. No, no big deal. Just add value. Now, what is an example? It is
1: no big deal in
0: some Um, way. No, that's the thing. It isn't, but it is. It's like, yeah. but what's an example? What's like a really easy example of
1: adding value to the world? I look at everything as the ripple effect. So when I coached volleyball, it was about connecting with every girl that I coached and Mm. not just looking at the wins and losses, but there was girls that never got to play hardly. And I was Mm. very intentional about wanting to connect with them. So i do their hair and makeup and I'd talk to them. And, um, to me, it's like everything you're doing in your life can add value if you really do it with intentionality mm-hmm. and it could just be having a conversation with your child. It could be cooking dinner with a different mindset than most people do, which is like, God, I got to cook dinner again. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like saying a prayer for your family as you're cooking. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, Oh, I think it was the way of the peaceful warrior, Dan Millman's work that really favorite books of all time. I, but I just remember, I think it, maybe it was in his course. And he said, you know, when you're ironing clothes, bless each of your children. Mm. Maybe, maybe it was him, maybe it was somebody else. But when I remember that, mm. then it's like, you can be adding value to the world with your thoughts every day.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that.
1: So. Mm there's so many tangible ways to add value to the world.
0: I love that though. Just our very own thoughts, because that's a frequency and that vibrational contribution impacts the collective. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I was, I had an image of just cause I walk through, I'm very a friend. I'm a friendly person. It's one of my gifts. I just, I've never really met a stranger a day in my life. And, so I find that even a smile, right, is, yes. a, is a beautiful contribution. And, and I'm not attached to whether or not anyone smiles back. I'm just giving it away, right? It's me being in my intention. It's me being in my joy. And it's also a gift. I have a lot of joy. And that's what being at the Game Changer Retreat with you and Jack and so many beautiful souls a couple months ago showed me is like, that's a gift. I'm an activator in that way. And I've got to remember that that's that's still allowed. Yeah. know, in the midst of all of this dismantling that I've been going through, but now it feels more like, okay, we're plugged back in, right? We get it. And now we have far more awareness around so much, but yeah, that's so key. I love that being aware of even our thoughts and how they're a contribution to the collective. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing I would just add to that is if there's something that you're wanting someone else to do, do it, (laughs) give it, be (laughs) it. it. Yes, give it and be it. Yes.
0: Because
1: so often we're like waiting to be invited. We're waiting to be seen, you know. And how often are we the ones who reach out and initiating? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember our friend Frank Clark? Yes. We went to uh, Jackson Hole,
0: Wyoming, on a beautiful, just amazing trip. We we rafted the oh, it was river. For his birthday. Yes. And um, and uh, that's that's how he lived. It was like, you know, be so intentional with your connection. And I mean, when we did our online memorial in 21, when he passed, um, there were like 200 of us on that Zoom and every single person that shared and almost everyone did, because we just went on, we said, we're going to stay until everyone has had a chance that wants to share shares. And I tell you, Jocelyn, it's like, you would have thought that each person sharing was the only person that Frank knew. Mm. Because I'm getting the chills. he must be around. He loves to be talked about in a good way. I mean the man was a Leo. I mean he just loved it. And um, he was such a giver and uh, he showed a lot of us how to live, how to really live and how to connect. all the things that we're talking about here too, right? Create, connect, cultivate true community. and 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 what I what I took away from that was each person here feels like they're the only person in his life. Wow.
1: Yeah. And it was
0: all just from simple little a text. How are you doing? Yes, you know, so I made a vow with a few girlfriends at that time, and we've actually stayed really consistent of like, let's just make sure that we always reach out every week or two. Just check in like, how are you doing, right? and And it's been so beautiful to cultivate in that. So what you're saying is so profound and it's so simple, and we forget, and then we live in these little isolated virtual world.
1: These little things make a big difference. they really do Aww. i I did an experiment. I wrote a thank you card. For six months, every single day, and it was mm. based on a book by a guy named John Kralick who wrote a book, "A Simple Act of Gratitude," and just that action alone is life-changing. If you just mm. committed to a simple practice of writing somebody every single day a thank you, would change your life, and it would definitely change the lives of others. Wow,
0: that is beautiful. Thank you for that. Okay, so now we are officially moving into real wrap. You've mentioned so many different amazing books that have changed your life. And I also would love for my listeners to hear about your book club, which is a sp- part of your best life daily. Can you speak about that? And we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah.
1: So um, basically we do one book every single month and we just deep dive on it. And I, My whole intention with it is to turn reading into action. So mm-hmm. um, that is my passion in every one of our programs that I help with is how do I get people to act on this quicker? How do I get people to take the first step? How do I make it so easy and so accessible that you can't not do it? Mm. And, um, so that's my goal with it. And I I give a weekly reading assignment, but I also give the key highlights just in case you can't read it all. I give mm. some questions for reflection and then an integration ideas for all the reading. Mm. And um, we meet twice a month to go through the book and read it together. And, um, well, we don't read the book on the call together, but just discuss it and go Mm -hmm. through it together. Um, and they're all personal development books that have changed my life. Um, and it's just an easy way to come together. It's actually, I would, I'll give Molly Rose speed who works with us on Patty's team, uh, the credit, because she kept telling me, you need to just have a book club. (laughs) Like you're always reading these amazing books and talking about them and, so I just decided to start there. You know, I'm still totally fulfilled and excited in my work that I'm doing with Jack and Patty, but mm-hmm. it's also a way to start building my own brand and just, mm-hmm. just do something I love to do and share it. And mm-hmm. it's really inexpensive and just a way to come together, create community. Yes. So that's And much-
0: read hello, a Reed, novel idea. Yeah. Like I've been so into reading, as you know, I had to put a halt on it. I was like, I need to stop consuming and just begin listening more. So that's the only reason I didn't join your book club for the moment, but I know I will in 24 for sure. It's like under 20 bucks. It's insane. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's worth a hundred bucks easily um, because you put everything that you have into everything that you do. And you are the reason why so many of my own programs are so flushed out, right? I'd go to you and you'd help me and So you're such a beautiful gift um, in the world of business, in the world of friendship, in the world of really lifting and elevating the human collective, the consciousness of the collective, really. So I want to honor you from the deepest parts of my being for who you've been in my life. I love you so much. You're one of my besties. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: ah, I just want to just allow myself to feel into that for a moment because I have so much gratitude for you. (laughs) and <laughs> you're smiling I just so, know
1: it's so is reflected back to you I mean I love you so much and I feel like we've gotten to be on the coolest journey together and we've coolest we've done some incredible things together and we've magic seeing each other through some hard stuff and it's really mm-hmm. I mean that's when you get to know your real friends and that means more to me than anything. So me
0: too, me too. Ditto, ditto. And I'm just so happy that we have things that we get to look forward to soon, but for those who now want to get a taste of the St. Jocelyn vibe, where is the best place to connect with
1: you? Um, well, my website is just your best daily.com. Okay. um it's kind of a work in progress at the moment because I only have so many But it's hours got the book dedicate. club on there. That's all yeah, that matters. Yes. I'm going to encourage everyone who's
0: feeling the call to deepen into your journey and community with a beautiful soul as your guide, like join the book club. Yeah.
1: Love to have you. And yeah. I, it's just, it's what I'm so passionate about. And it's just One fun. book a month, right? Yep. One book a yeah. month. Very doable. And if you don't get to read the whole thing, there's lots and lots of notes for everyone to just be able to, because really ultimately it's about integrating it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The action That's the most important part. Yeah. yeah so do. that um, is probably the easiest place to find me. And I'm on social media. I think just Jocelyn Kuhn, I think, I don't even yeah. know. I double checked it this morning. I'm like, wait, what is exactly it right now? Yeah. And I'll be sure to link your Instagram and your Facebook as well. Anything
0: else, my love, that you wanted to share? Anything else um, that you think came through? Thank you for this. This
1: is so amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Oh. I'm, I've am i gotten to witness your journey. And it's beautiful to see the evolution that's happened and just where you're heading. I mean, I'm so excited because we have exciting things coming up that uh, <laughs> give us a better opportunity to connect. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just very, very proud of you. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That means so much to me. I love you and I'm
0: proud of you. And so grateful to be on this path in this way with you. And the adventure awaits.
1: <laughs> love you, sis. Can't wait. Should have yeah. had my hat on this morning.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we're going to get another trip on the books. All right, my love. Thank you again for coming on Fire and Soul. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.